Tonight, America is being invaded, and we will discuss the three-pronged attack that is happening undercover and out in the open. And how ineffective are our leaders when they're more excited to welcome a foreign dignitary than to take care of the country's own citizens? Gavin Newsom bows the knee to Chi. And with floods of illegals walking into our country, who knows what else is coming? Unfortunate news, but this is your favorite night of the week, The Deep End on Tim Hatch Live. Yeah, well, welcome everybody to Tuesday night at 7.30 for The Deep End. It is season seven, episode nine, and I am your humble, somewhat humble host, uh, Tim Hatch, here on the channel, youtube.com slash Tim Hatch Live. Make sure that you are hitting that subscribe button, that like button, that notification bell to get notified every time we go live with new content. We are excited to have taken, taken a new uh turn in this uh, organization, if you will, Tim Hatch Live. We did introduce last week some subscription plans to the Tim Hatch Live premium content, basic, standard, and premium, all listed there, $10, $20, and $30 a month. Subscription plans, what are you going to get in basic community engagement on Discord? Uh, that's already open. And then the standard, you're going to get some behind-the-scenes stuff, which we released this week, behind-the-scenes content for the setup of this show, as well as some behind-the-scenes content of our studio. How do we put it together? And then the premium, you're going to get everything I have to offer you and more. Uh, that's where we are. If you haven't gone over to uh, Tim Hatch live.com or i think it's patreon.com slash tim hatch live get over there now subscribe be a partner with us your your giving your partnership will help us spread this content everywhere we can get it and because we this content needs to go everywhere you know a lot of people like the daily wire and i do but they are dominated by catholics and jews not that there's anything wrong with that they're conservatives and uh they get to the truth and i appreciate them a little bit of candace owens uh Ben Shapiro nonsense over there. I don't know what's going on with that, but a lot of people also like Fox News or, you know, the legacy media conservative news outlets. I don't anymore. I don't watch them. They're uh, co-opted by big corporations and um, the uniparty in, in the federal government. So why Tim Hatch Live? Because this is, I think, one of the few truly evangelical news uh, organizations where we interpret these things to you without the influence of the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel preaching, because that's what CBN News does, unfortunately. So anyway, check it out once again at patreon.com slash Tim Hatch Live. I would appreciate your commitment to getting this content further than ever before. Let's do the news. news. The news you choose if you could choose news. All right, here's the bad news, everybody, all right? Are you ready for this? America is being invaded illegally, psychologically, and unapologetically. Three-pronged effort to invade our country. We all know about the problems with the border. That is uh, reported endlessly on legacy media or legacy conservative media. There is a influx of illegals that we can't even keep up with. Uh, Biden, President Biden, has made this happen. He was the one that went around the stump in 2020 talking about how we want to be a country for all. Uh, we've shown videos of the illegals making their way to this country because Biden got elected and it is, there's no there's no question that his election sent the message to uh, future illegal crossers, um, America is open. America's open. And then you have Homeland Security uh, Secretary Mayorkas who, are, who is helping Biden break records when it comes to illegal crossings every month. Now, I've reported this before. And as soon as I reported this before, this is, again, why you need to support the content. 
YouTube suppressed the content. They actually demonetized the content simply because I reported that Biden had broken records for illegal border crossings. And they sent us a little note saying, oh, this is misleading information and blah, 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 blah. What does it tell you, by the way, when YouTube is doing business for the regime? I mean, that's all you really need to know. And yes, we are on Rumble, but YouTube is by far the larger environment and uh, space that we want to be involved in. Anyway, our government's own statistical data on border crossings are right here up on the screen. And the Black line is 2023, and you can see the sharp increase over the last year. Uh, 232,000 alien encounters along the southwest border in August of 2023. That's an all-time record. It's a 14% increase from last August. And our illegal border crossings, check this out, are 100% higher than they were in 2019. Now, what is most alarming is what the New York Post reports, and that is that Chinese nationals are coming across the border with Me our border with Mexico in alarming rates. 24,000 Chinese citizens are coming across the border uh, or have come across the border over the, the year 2023, ending in September. That's more than 12 times the number of arrests in the previous uh, year is a 7,000% increase from 2021 when just 323 Chinese nationalists crossed the border. So what does it tell you, okay, when you go from 323 to 24,000 Chinese citizens coming across the border? By the way, the Chinese are the fourth highest nationality coming into our border illegally. Now, another suppressed news outlet is called the Epoch Times, and this is a news outlet that the New York Times and ABC and CBS regularly uh, repudiate because they're intimidated by the fact that they actually report facts. Here's their reporting on the fact that Chinese people are coming across our border in the southern border in record numbers. Watch. A surprising influx of Chinese nationals crossing the border illegally is raising concerns from lawmakers. NTD's Melina Weisskopf reports from Capitol Hill. For the third year in a row, the U.S. has hit a record high number of apprehensions at the border, 2.4 million in 2023, and that's not including the number of people who evaded Border Patrol, and many say they are the most dangerous one. Chinese nationals were apprehended at a rate of 24,000 in 2023, that's 12 times more than last year, and a 7,000% increase from 2021. I mean, a lot of them are military-aged guys with former uh, ties not only to the CCP, but also the People's Liberation Army, the PLA. Chinese nationals on average pay $75,000 to be smuggled into the United States. And it makes you wonder where they get that money. Special interest aliens from China. What are they doing here? Are they being directed? Is there some larger intelligence? So yeah, that's the what's happening at the border. And that's what we know of. I mean, that's what our own government is reporting, okay? So that's what they're willing to admit, and it makes you ask the question, how much more is it happening? And they're just covering it up, or they're just not willing to admit it, or they're suppressing the news reporting on it. But that's what's going to continue in our country as our wide-open borders set us up for an invasion of epic proportions. A while back, in fact, a, a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, I reported on another way that China is invading our country, and that is through TikTok. And I shared this graphic, I put it up on the screen, that TikTok is China's Trojan horse to invade America with pro-communist, pro-socialist sympathies and anti-American values. And 
We talked about this last year at this time. Remember the facts about TikTok? Here they are. Uh, it was released in 2016. It's owned by a Chinese company known as Dowin in China, TikTok in America. But that Dowin co company in China is literally dominated by CCP officials. Uh, it's got 1 billion users, probably more now. This is last year's facts. Uh, most visited the site on Google. It captures our data as keystrokes, biometrics, facial expressions, like interests. All you got to do is hold up your phone and say some product that you're interested in. And you're going to get a advertisement for that product uh, fed back to you. It collects data on you while running in the background of your phone. I don't have it on my phone. I know I'm on TikTok, but somebody else runs that for me. It's banned in India and several other countries over national security concerns. And Donald Trump asked for it to be banned here when he was president. And everybody called him a dictator for thinking so. But here's what happens with TikTok. The algorithm, and we talked about this, sends different messages to different kids depending on the country. Let me put this up on the screen. This is how we get indoctrination for our young people, the pro-LGBT, the pro-PLA, the pro-Palestinian, the pro-Hamas sentimentalities uh, fed um, into our young people through the algorithm of a uh, social media platform run by our largest competitor, or some would say our enemy, geopolitical enemy, China. And uh, what they feed their own kids is science and um, anti-American sentiment and pro-communist ideologies. And that's, that's what you're seeing right now. And so you say, well, we don't really have to get that worked up about it. I mean, it's just, you know, they're going to send us stuff. People are going to ignore it. Not so fast. Not so fast. We've got to do a segment that I haven't done in a long time, but it is going to alarm you. And I give you fair warning. This is going to trigger some of the younger woke scolds who might listen to this content. Let's do ridiculous news. Ridiculous. Okay, so that Trojan horse of TikTok is stirring up sen sensitive emotions for young, woke Gen Z kids. Many of them are suffering an existential crisis after supposedly reading a letter written by Osama bin Laden, a supposed letter by Osama bin Laden, who's murder who murdered 3,000 Americans on 9-11, was killed by our army in 2011. And now the young, woke scolds are waking up to realize that America is an even worse country than they were taught to believe in high school. Yes, a new low for Gen Z, Osama bin Laden is their hero. The hashtag letter to America, which was the title of the letter that Osama bin Laden supposedly wrote in 2002 uh, to our country, uh, got viral reactions on TikTok. And this is a report that tells us the hashtag had over 2 million views at the time of publication this past Thursday. It had multiplied six-fold to more than 13.9 million views. TikTok has denied that it's trending. The number of videos on TikTok is small, and reports of it's trending on our platform are inaccurate. Of course, this is, again, the CCP doing work. Uh, creators revisiting Biden's... Le <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Freudian slipped their Bin Laden's letter in light of the current war in Israel and Gaza say the memo has made them question whether 9-11 was in fact an act of terrorism. Many are pointing to the letter to suggest that the U.S. was rightly attacked on that day because the country was, according to them, an occupier and oppressor. Remember that word oppressor. We're going to get to it in the end of the show tonight of Palestine and other Arabic countries. They also claim that one of the most accessible copies of this letter, a translation published in 2002 by The Guardian, was recently taken down to hide this narrative from the people in the West. So I did not have um, young people being pro-Bin Laden in 2020 on my 2023 bingo card, but it is an anything goes generation. So what are we going to do here on the deep end? We are going to read parts of the letter to let you know what's in it 
so that you can understand what the Gen Z kids believe and are responding to. I, I just can't believe this is happening, but this is this is our world now. This is where we are. The craziest of crazy things are happening. Uh, what chapter of Revelation are we doing today, Johnny? So a warning to all of my viewers. Um, I will be reading parts of the letter. Now, YouTube will probably flag this content, which again is why I ask you to support the content with membership. But I also want to warn some of you parents with, I don't know, maybe Bernie Sanders sympathizing teens or young 20-year-olds in their house. If they hear this content, um, maybe it's not a good idea. So why don't you shuffle them out of the room lest they start to sympathize with a mass murderer in the spirit of being woke. Here's the highlights of the letter. He says, why are we fighting and opposing you? And what are we calling you to do? So those are the two, the two questions he sets out to answer in the letter. He says, as for the first question, and this is not the entirety of the text. These are just the highlights that I want to bring out to you. He says, as for this first question, why are we fighting and opposing you? We are fighting and opposing you because you attacked us and continue to attack us. You attacked us in Palestine. So there you go with the uh, tie into Gaza right now. He says, it brings us both laughter and tears to see that you have not yet tired of repeating your fabricated lies that the Jews have a historical right to Palestine, as it was promised to them in the Torah. Anyone who disputes with them on this alleged fact is, an, is accused of anti-Semitism. This is one of the most fallacious, widely circulated fabrications in history. The people of Palestine are pure Arabs and original Semites. It is the Muslims who are the inheritors of Moses, peace be upon him, and the inheritors of the real Torah that has not been changed. Muslims believe in all the prophets, including Abraham, Moses, Jesus, Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon them all. If the followers of Moses had been promised a right to Palestine in the Torah, then the Muslims are the most worthy nation of this, end quote. Now, let me just stop right here and show you why it's appealing to Gen Z. Do you read the inherent pluralistic view of religion in the letter? because it's clear as day there. And this is a claim of Islam. What Islam does is it hijacks Christianity. It is Satan's first monotheism. So it kind of, um, you know, mocks or no, 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 imitates Christianity as a monotheistic and Judaism as a monotheistic view of religion. And they get to adopt, they get to basically take hostage Abraham and Moses and Jeremiah and, oh, Jesus too. He's now our guy. Oh, and then Muhammad is the final prophet that speaks the real truth. And this religious pluralism really trends well with young people. They don't like the Christian view that Jesus is the one way to the Father, that no one comes to the Father except through him. Young people particularly want all roads to lead to heaven. They want everybody to get along like the, uh, the song by John Lennon, Imagine, says so. Imagine there's no religion, no heaven, no place where we go after we die. Everybody's living in harmony here on earth. It is a falsehood. It will never happen. There will never be peace on this earth because uh, of the human condition of sin. But this idea that um, if this is written by Osama bin Laden, and I am, I am assuming that it is, uh, is why it resonates so well with the young woke skulls, because woke skulls hate, hate anything that is um, intolerant of everything. I even get comments on my channel about how, how, how um, arrogant it is for us to claim that Christianity is the true religion. And then I always respond by saying, don't you realize that it's also very arrogant of you to claim that you have the right view and saying that all religions are the same. You see, you can just flip the switch right back on them, friends, and you need to do your homework so that you can respond to these ridiculous uh, accusations against Christianity. So anyway, he says, why are we fighting and opposing you? That's why. And then question two, as for the second question that we want to answer, what are we calling you to do? And check this out, okay, because he goes from pluralism to totalitarianism in the next question. The first thing that we are calling you to is Islam. 
Like, I don't know. I don't know, Gen Z. Uh, you want everybody to get along. You want all Rosalie to heaven. And then you, would you miss this part? He wants you to be Islamic. He wants you to be Muslim. He says the religion of the unification of God, again, pluralism, all in one, for freedom from associating uh, partners with him and rejection of this, of complete love of him, the exalted, of complete submission to his laws and of discarding all opinions, orders, theories, and religions which contradict the religion which he sent down uh, to his prophet Muhammad. Islam is the religion of all the prophets, makes no distinction between them. He says, it is to this religion that we call you the seal of all the religious previous, previous religions. It is a religion of unification of God, uh, the best of manners, righteousness, mercy, honor, purity, blah, 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 blah. It's the religion of showing kindness to others, establishing justice. We'll get to this. Okay, we'll get to this. So here he is calling out the young people saying, you need to be on our side uh, because this is what, what we want. We want you to be Islamic. Um, furthermore, he says some pretty critical things of American society. And this is written in 2002, so take it for that context, okay? He says, you are the nation... Oh, wait, wait, let me back up. Uh, number two, the second thing we call you to is to stop your oppression lies, immorality and debauchery that is spread among you. Okay, so what is the immorality debauchery of America that Obama, uh, Bin Laden doesn't want us to be a part of? He says, we call you to be a people of manners, principles, honor, purity, reject immoral acts of fornication, that's sex outside of marriage, young Gen Zers. Uh, that's homosexuality. Um, hello, young Gen Zers. Uh, he's not pro-LGBTQIA, two-spirit Okay, he's not intoxicants. That's alcohol or your favorite drug, marijuana. It's not he, he doesn't like gambling. He doesn't like interest payments on your loans. Maybe you're okay with that, too. Of course, uh, he says we call you to all this that you may be freed from that which you have become caught up in, that you may be freed from the deceptive lies that you are a great nation, that your leaders spread amongst you to conceal you from the despicable state to which you have reached. It is saddening to tell you that you are the worst civilization witnessed in the history of mankind. Uh. Okay, you do understand that ISIS literally beheaded a kid in a public square because he listened to pop music in 2016, right? And yet, we are the worst civilization witnessed in the history of the world. You really have to have zero, no, no. You really have to have a public education to believe this kind of drivel. Then he says in this um, letter I here point, he says, you are the nation who rather than ruling by the Sharia and we're going to talk about Sharia in just a moment, of Allah in his constitution and laws. You chose to invent your own laws as you will and desire. You separate religion from your policies, contradicting the pure nature, which affirms absolute authority to your Lord and creator. You flee from the embarrassing question posed to you. How is it possible for Allah, the Almighty, to create his creation? Grant them power over all creatures and land. Grant them all the amenities of life and then deny them that which they are, are most in need of. Knowledge, oops, let me go back. Knowledge of the laws which govern their lives. Okay, so now, kids on TikTok, and <laughs> I want to say this as gently as I can, most notably only one gender, and just in case you're wondering, there's only two genders, okay, so predominantly one gender, see if you can see which one, is sympathizing with Osama bin Laden and saying, doggone it, he was onto something. Watch this montage from the kiddos on TikTok. So this girl, if you're listening, this girl's like showing herself responding to when they killed him in 2011 and then she's something sad because she's reading his letter in 2023 and realizing, oh gosh, she was right. I does not. Another girl. Oh my god. Oh my god. They have too much fun. We should not give everybody a phone with a, with a camera on. Take the cameras away. 
Again, another one. We got him in 2011, and then reading his letter in America now, oh my gosh, he was right. This morning I read Letter to America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked America. Now this is good. Listen to this girl, because there is a common thread between the deconstructionists of Christianity and the woke scolds in Gen Z. Watch. Americans. And I am ashamed to say that I not only have never read this letter, but I didn't even know this letter existed. It's wild and everyone should read it. If you haven't read it yet, read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. I feel uh, a little bit just confused, like I have entered into another timeline. What is this? And yeah, so go read it. So I just read a letter to America and I will never look at life the same. I will never look at this country the same. I will never, I, please read it. And if you have read it, let me know if you, I guess it's changed. Cause they just go read a letter to America and please come back here and just let me know what you think because I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now and a lot of people are so I just need someone else to be feeling this too. I need you to stop what you're doing and go read a letter to America. It is literally the craziest thing I've read in a while and while I can't say that I'm that surprised I am pretty shocked. Yeah I don't know if that's a girl or a boy can't tell but kind of fits, kind of fits the narrative. It's actually so mind-fucking to me that terrorism has been sold as this idea to the American people and honestly just so many Western inhabitants within certain nations that this group of people, this random group of people just suddenly wakes up one day and just hates you, just wants you dead, wants you gone. And this is all because they believe that they're better than us. Like that is the root of terrorism. It doesn't make sense. They just hate your nation, but. Reading this letter, it becomes apparent to me that the actions of 9-11 and those acts committed against the USA and its people were all just the buildup of our government failing other nations in majority of these situations. And this letter was insanely eye-opening. Read a letter to America. You're probably waking up. Come back. Whew, it's a lot. It's a lot. Hey, 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 hey. Are you even paying attention to me right now? I read Osama bin Laden's letter to America. The way this letter is going viral right now is giving me the greatest sense of relief. If you're Muslim and you've lived in the U.S. since 9-11, you know more truth than the typical citizen. Now it's all coming to light because of Palestine. So, you know, that's um, TikTok doing work for the people who hate everything we stand for. And I am absolutely astonished to see the younger generation, Gen Z, is getting sympathetic to Islam, uh, to Osama bin Laden, a, mm, uh, there's no word to describe him, an evil masochist, a homicidal maniac, somebody who murdered your fellow citizens and probably enjoyed doing it. And now you're going to listen to him on his rationality behind it and buy what he's you're going to smoke what he's selling? Are you this ignorant? Are you this impressionable? And the answer is yes. This is what happens when you put a screen in front of every teen in America. And a lot of those people are older than teenagers, which is just shocking. This is what happens when 
we indoctrinate a generation with um, documents that are uh, manipulated. This is the, um, oh, what is the, uh, what's the, what's the author? Oh my word, he's slipping my head now, slipping my mind. Uh, a, a people's, oh, Howard Zinn, Howard Zinn's history of the United States. Uh, that is, that is the work of that book on the next generation. It is alarming to say the least and despicable um, to say the most because you can't you can't listen to people who enact murderous um, uh, actions against innocent civilians. Okay, there is a fundamental difference between Israel and Hamas, and I've been talking about this over and over again. Contextual history. You have to know history if you're going to interpret the present. But when you don't teach history and you teach gender theory, um, you get confused kids who will just fall for anything that stimulates or tickles their emotions. Okay, so let's talk about Islam because here's the fact. If you want Islam, you get Sharia law, which is exactly what Osama bin Laden says in the letter. And let's talk about Sharia law because so many Christians are ignorant of it. And I want to give you some highlights. This is uh, Sharia. It's called path in or the word Sharia means path in Arabic. And these are the laws of Muslim countries. Okay, so some some highlights. Adultery, sex before marriage, prostitution, and sex between men are acts termed zina or unlawful. So there goes homosexuality. There goes any sex before marriage for the youngsters. Um, prostitution, which you could make a case for, is now legal in a country with OnlyFans and whatnot in this country. And then um, adultery uh, is illegal. Now, <laughs> I can get on board with a lot of this as a Christian. Christians are not pro-adultery or sex before marriage or sex between men or sex before or sex for cash. Yeah, right. But this is now considered unlawful. The punishments being death in some cases. Then marriage, look at this one, can be often dissolved unilaterally by the husband. Uh, men are the guardians of women since Allah has been more generous to the one than the other. That's in the Quran. That's a direct quote. And then any business that involves gambling, pork, or alcohol, all of which are considered sinful, are prohibited. Let's talk about Sharia marriage. This is going to really blow your mind. In a Sharia marriage, the husband is entitled to these basic rights. Obedience from his wife, and that's just the beginning. Uh, this is a quote again from the Quran. But those wives from whom you fear arrogance, first advise them. Then if they persist, forsake them in bed. And finally, strike them, end quote. That is from the Quran itself. So you have permission, according to the Quran, to hit your wife. I mean... Oh, you have to go to public education, public school to believe this kind of nonsense. Sexual submission. The wife is forbidden to you to refuse sex to her husband under any circumstances. Uh, the home rule, which is the wife is not permitted to have anyone in his house that the husband does not like. The wife's home confinement. The wife is not permitted to leave the house without her husband's permission. And service. The wife is to serve her husband by preparing his meals and undertaking other household chores. Uh, let's zoom in on this yellow box in the list here. Conditions that entitle a wife to support. Now, this means you get financial support as a wife if you meet the following conditions. The husband is only obliged to support his wife when she, sir, when she, gives, him, when she gives herself to him or offers, her, offers to, meaning she allows him full enjoyment of her person and does not refuse him sex at any time of the day or night. She is not entitled to support from her husband when, number one, she is rebellious, even if for a moment, and define rebellious. Maybe she disagrees with them in an argument over how to stack the plates at the cupboard. She's being rebellious. Uh, number two, she travels without his permission or with his permission, but 
for one of her own needs. Or she assumes Iram, which is a uh, pilgrim sanctity, or Hajj, or Umrah, when she performs a voluntary fast without her husband's permission. So even her religious performance has to be dictated by the totalitarian leadership of her husband. Let's talk about divorce under Sharia law. Because again, guess what? The husband has all the rights and the woman has none. Under Sharia, a husband may divorce his wife by simply declaring, I divorce you, or writing it out. And uh, it's recommended that this be done in the presence of witnesses, at least two. But a pronouncement of divorce is enough. Then when he divorces her, he must allow her to remain in the home untouched for a period of three months for the divorce to become final. At that time, the divorced wife must leave the matrimonial home immediately. Out on your ear, lady, you got divorced. Uh, during the three-month uh, waiting period, the husband has the pejorative, uh, sorry, the prerogative to take back his wife by declaration or sexual relations. So he could say, I divorced you, and then he could say, well, I take it back because I'm kind of, you know, in the mood. Um, however, after three divorce pronouncements on three different occasions, he may not take her back again. Custody of children go to the husband. Children under six are awarded to the divorced wife, although the husband has daytime custodial rights for the children's religious training. Upon final divorce, the husband no longer has a financial obligation to support the divorced wife. So no alimony, no child support payments. Nope, she's gone. She's out and it's over. Let's talk about the Shirai's dress code because these kids on TikTok look like they're not going to go in line with that. Um, so ladies have to wear a uh, jibab and a hijab or jilbab and a hijab. And if you appear without one of these, you are imprisoned for 10 days or, tw or two months, somewhere between that, and you pay a fine of 50 thousand to five hundred thousand uh rian now one us dollar equals three rian or rial and that makes the fine about four thousand two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for not wearing your hijab in public so would you imagine that western women would run for their lives away from this ideology not so fast but we gotta pause that for a moment and continue with some more sharia law honor violence uh sharia law believes in forced marriage the victim is forced to marry by threat of violence from her family, honor-based domestic violence. Uh, the family perceives this honor threatened by victim, the victim's behavior, which can include defying parental authority, becoming too westernized, rejecting or abandoning a marriage, or abusing drugs or alcohol. In upstate New York, a 19-year-old uh, Fazuya Muhammad survived being stabbed 11 times by his older brother for wearing immodest clothing. There's honor killings in Sharia law. The victim is murdered in a pre-planned family arranged killing to repair the dishonor the victim brought on the family. And then there's this beauty, female genital mutilation. The victim has all or part of her external female genitalia removed to uphold the family honor by preserving the female's virginity until marriage and controlling her sexuality before and after marriage. Uh, there's a lot more to be said about uh, female genitalia mutilation under Sharia law. Circumcision is obligatory for men men and women. Now, the World Health tells us that this is a barbaric practice. It has no health benefits for women. Uh, most of the young female victims are never publicly known. However, since the practice is usually perpetrated by the victim's family with the aid of the like-minded religious health care givers, uh, much information is uh, absent for us. The United Nations estimates that 200 million females are living with G uh, fenital, female genital mutilation. And then between April 2015 and March 2016, according to the government reports, 8,600 8, cases of FGM were recorded in the United Kingdom. Kingdom. So this is a growing, this is an increasing um, practice embraced by people in the West. 
And uh, what, what can some of the problems be? Um, infections, uh, urination and menstrual disorders, infertility, and fatal bleeding. In April 2017, several Detroit, Michigan physicians were arrested for performing this action on as many as 100 girls over the course of 12 years. One female physician, Dr. Jumama, Jumana Nagarwala is considered a flight risk and has been denied bail. If convicted, she faces life in federal prison. So this is Sharia law. By the way, did you know? Even more. I got, I got a lot of stuff coming. If a woman is raped, she is responsible for dishonoring her family. Um, a woman's testimony is worth half a man's testimony in court. A daughter receives half a son's inheritance when the parents die. And widows only get one quarter of the, state, of the estate from the husband. Pictures are forbidden. Wigs, tattoos are forbidden. Gen Z, are you crazy? Uh, this is even more. Theft is punishable by amputation of the hands. That's in the Quran 538. Criticizing or denying any part of the Quran is punishable by death. Criticizing Muhammad or denying that he is a prophet is punishable by death. By the way, kill me. I absolutely deny that he is a prophet. He is a liar, a son of Satan, a fabricator, and a manipulator. He is... Uh, Disgusting. Criticizing or denying Allah is punishable by death. A Muslim who becomes a non-Muslim is punishable by death. A non-Muslim who leads a Muslim away from Islam is punishable by death. A non-Muslim man who marries a Muslim woman is punishable by death. Homosexuality is punishable by death, but sodomizing boys is fine. <laughs> oh my word. Ladies and gentlemen, Gen Z, we have failed you. And for this TikTok trend to happen, is about as alarming news as I think I have ever shared on this channel. And I'm not exaggerating. The fact that we have young people in our country sympathizing with this homicidal maniac that believes these laws are very valid, very good, very beneficial to society is shocking. Somebody put this expose of women before and after Sharia law because what happens is Islam, and this is so important, Americans listen to me, they don't take over overnight. They infiltrate, they outbreed the people there, they multiply, and then over the course of several decades, they take powerful positions and more powerful positions, and once they have enough power, they institute Sharia law. So look at this montage of women before and after in now Muslim-dominated countries under Sharia law. Watch. Egyptian women, 1950. Looks like American women. Now 2023. Covered up completely. Algerian women, 1970. Now today. Covered up. 2023. Syrian women, 1973. Now today. Completely covered up. Iranian women, 1970. Now today. Completely covered up. Dressed in black. Af Afghan women, 1958. Afghan women 2023, completely covered up head to toe. You can't even see their eyes. That is what Islam does to a nation. Now, back to my point about the fact that you would think that Gen Z would run, 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 run away from these ideologies because they are so antithetical to the benefits of the country that they grew up in, the country that handed them these little phones so they can get on TikTok and praise Osama bin Laden. You would think they would run from these ideologies. But the fact of the matter is, there's reports, and I will tell you out front that these are reports from Islamic outlets themselves about the growing, um, uh, the growing conversion rates of young Gen Zers to Islam. And guess which gender? Young women. 
This is from uh, aboutislam.net. So again, take it for what it's worth, but we researched it, we found it, just thought I'd share it with you. A growing number of millennial and Gen Z women are becoming Muslim, saying they were inspired to take the decision after reading the Quran and seeing the ironclad faith of, pa of Palestinian, Palestinian people coping with the Gaza war. Among them is Madison Reeves, a 24-year-old mom from Tampa, Florida, who became interested in Islam in September after speaking with a Muslim girl on a language app. It's a big adjustment, the Army veteran told the Free Press. Madison isn't the only one making the decision to become Muslim recently. Also in October, American TikTok influencer and writer Megan Rice converted to Islam after reading the Holy Quran. The, the Quran. I'm not going to say Holy Quran. Strike that. Her journey to Islam started when she created a world religion book club to read the Quran in light of the ongoing genocide in, Ga in Gaza. Oh, and by the way, right before her death, Sinead O'Connor who once tore a picture of the Pope on SNL and then became a um, heretical priest in the Catholic Church later on and then converted to Islam the, just before her death. Uh, that's a picture of her singing the Muslim call to prayer. Now, the article here mentions this person. This is Megan Rice. This is a Gen Z influencer on TikTok. Hundreds of thousands of likes, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, videos all over the place. She converted after reading the Quran, and she's now on YouTube calling for activism in politics to stop the war in Gaza. But this was her selfie documentary on how she came to religion, and I want to play it for you as you see her kind of rationalize what made her, quote-unquote, fall for the Islamic faith. Watch. So earlier today, I made a video saying how impressed I was with Palestinian faith because it just seems that Palestinians have this ironclad faith even in the face of losing quite literally everything and people okay it's not ironclad faith it's a homicidal tendency that's what it is a hate-filled homicidal tendency they literally use their own children and women as human shields they publicly state that the death of their citizens is great for their cause and this woman is obviously either oblivious or refuses to believe those facts that come out of hamas leaders mouths themselves continue people were commenting underneath saying well yeah girl that's islam have you read the quran you should probably read the quran and I have time. And I was also curious as to what, how, how, even in at, facing genocide, is Palestinian faith so strong? And so I decided to go on script to see if there was an audiobook version of the Quran. There is. And so I started listening. I accidentally skipped over something because there is none of that. It was like, all right, if you do this, then this happens. If you do this, like it gets straight into it. And by the way, if you are Muslim, I hope I'm not being disrespectful. This is just my experience in reading the Quran for the first time. I'm on, I'm on like chapter four. Right, At first it said, oppression is worse than murder. And I was like, that's a word. And then it was saying, um, it was talking about divorce and I didn't know divorce was allowed. Divorce is allowed in the Islamic religion or Islam religion. Yeah. Oh, it is. He could say, get lost. I divorce you three times. He should just say, I divorce you. I divorce you. I divorce you. You're divorced. And then in six months, you're out on your ear with kids under six. Good luck, lady. So if that's your jam, more power to you. And it was saying how if you're a woman and you get divorced, you have to wait three periods. I don't know how long a period is. Huh? 
How do you not know how long a period? Ah. But you have to wait three periods and then you're okay to remarry, girl. Like, oh. go find your husband. <laughs> and it was saying if you're a dude and you divorce your wife and you haven't touched her yet, but you promised her a dowry, you still got to pay half that shit. I was like, feminism. And then there was um, a part in there that I was surprised about. I don't know why I thought it was going to be like the Christian religion where um, if somebody slaps you, you got to offer your other cheek. Uh, yeah. What Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, said, turn the other cheek, which is what, it, what he did to shed his blood for your sins. Just heads up, Megan. And everything, because that always bothered me. Like, I'm like, if, I, if somebody slaps me, I should be able to slap him back. In the Quran, it says, if somebody fights you, you fight a fact. Like, if whatever they do to you, you do to them. And now, I wonder if Megan went to a public university and listened to people say what Gandhi said, the, the famous Gandhi quote, right? Peace-loving, you know, human rights activist Gandhi, who also raped young little boys. Um, but he said, quote, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, end quote. And, and, and secularist professors love to quote him. So I wonder if she went to a college professor and heard that line and was like, yeah, that's right. And now here she is saying, wait, actually, we should do eye for an eye and make the whole world blind. Ugh, amazing. It's like, absolutely. So far, it's been a time. Uh, yeah, that's Megan Rich. So she converts to Islam. She has a, um, a YouTube channel where she highlights all of the transitions that she's making. And now this is her wearing her hijab. And then she's on YouTube calling for young people like her to get out there and get uh, active in politics and call representatives to demand a ceasefire in Gaza. Watch. Okay, so for my baby activists that are just entering the game and you have social anxiety and get tripped up on your words and you hate calling representatives, like you do it because it's your duty, but you always just get tripped up on your words and it's very awkward, I highly recommend the Five Calls app. It's called Five Calls, but you put your zip code in, it gives you your reps, you call directly in the app, but it has a script pre-populated for you. Now, what I would recommend is before you go into the script, because you'll get an office staff, you'll, you'll, you'll get a member of the office staff. Before going into the script, ask if your representative supports ceasefire in Gaza. Yeah, so that's what she's doing now. So convert to Islam and then side with Hamas. That's the trajectory that the TikTok app has started to create, to cultivate amongst our nation's young. Um, the real impact of Sharia law could be highlighted in this 2010 article. I know it's dated, but there was the story of a New Jersey woman married under Islamic faith, and she was denied a restraining order against her husband because, who repeatedly raped and abused her physically because he was, quote, exercising his First Amendment rights. This is what a judge in New Jersey said. Now, he was overruled by a superior court, thank God, but this was on the heels, by the way, of a Muslim man honor killing his wife by beheading her in Buffalo earlier that year. Evidently, American Muslims realized quickly that they need to take a little slower approach before imposing Sharia law on this country because right now it's not quite yet selling. Uh, this report has come out about the prevalence of intimate partner violence against women in the Arab world, a systematic review. And the conclusions of the report from 2019 show that 
Intimate partner violence, IPV, against women in Arab countries represents a public health and human rights problem with, with substantial levels of physical, sexual, and emotional, psychological IPV documented in many settings. So that great faithful, uh, that great peaceful, you know, uh, woman protecting religion also produces the most stunning statistics regarding uh, spousal abuse in the countries where Sharia law is the law of the land. Now, again, let me just put a little asterisk on everything that we're reporting about this, because most women, and we, we searched this stuff out and we found this out in more than one um, media outlet. Most women under uh, Sharia law are too afraid to report the truth about how they're being treated in their in their marriage because they could get killed. So this is just on the basis of the people brave enough, the women brave enough to speak out about the atrocities of Sharia law. Imagine if they all had impunity from the religion itself and could report the lifestyles that they live under the thumb of these heinous laws from Islam. You, you just can't imagine the amount of uh, human rights violations in this religion. But it's kind of come to America. And that is in part thanks to uh, people like Bill Clinton and Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Joe Biden hosted the Eid al-Fatir reception. This is the start of Ramadan. This was a dinner that Clinton started in the White House. And then Biden re-upped after uh, Trump had um, canceled the event, and he said at the past one this past year, he said, quote, being hosted here is an important statement for our nation and the world, a statement that Islam is a welcome part of our nation, as are all the other faith traditions, and that our highest office in this land is committed to our nation's foundational views, values, and laws protecting religious freedom. That is what our highest leader had to say about hosting that dinner in the White House. Uh, in 2021, Joe Biden nominated uh, a U.S. attorney who would be the first Muslim American judge on a federal appeals court. This is in the District of New Jersey, that same state where the woman couldn't get a restraining order against her abusive husband because he was exercising his First Amendment rights to be a Sharia law husband. And then in 2018, maybe some of you will remember the year that America had the most Muslims running for Congress ever. And that's how we got the squad. The squad is Rashida Tlaib and uh, Ilhan Omar and Ayanna Presley and AOC and uh, Cori Bush. And these are highly sympathetic pro-Palestinian Hamas sympathizing legislators in our nation's highest offices. By the way, it might interest you to know that Rashida Tlaib, Congressperson Rashida Tlaib, made it to Congress on money from potentially Hamas terrorism. Yes, uh, there was a report from the Jerusalem Post, again, consider the source, but I'm going to give you what it says, that Tlaib used the Facebook group Palestinian American Congress USA for her congressional campaign. The group shared pro-terrorism, anti-Semitic, and Nazi propaganda content. And quick note, the group no longer exists, but had over 12,000 members when she was running and as recently as June 2020. And then this is Rashida Tlaib calling for a ceasefire in Gaza because after all, enough is enough. Watch. A ceasefire would mean an end to war crimes. It's about bringing American families home. It's about bringing all the hostages, also all those that are arbitrarily detained home to their families. It's about... 
and then this is um, Boston representative or Massachusetts representative um, Ayanna Presley calling for a ceasefire. Regardless of our religion or nation of birth, we are one human family and we have a moral obligation to be our brothers and our sisters keeper, a collective righteous mandate to save lives. And the mandate is clear. Ceasefire now. So this is a big, um, you know, trending topic. Ceasefire. In other words, Israel needs to put down their weapons and Hamas needs to put down its weapons. And the question has to be asked, and I'm going to ask it here today on the show. Is it right to demand a ceasefire? Well, a couple of facts, just in case you forgot. Israel was invaded as an act of war. Okay, civilians were targeted, were killed, were raped, were taken hostages were taken hostage, and they are still hostages to this point. This is over a month later, month and a half almost. No, more than a month and a half. And a ceasefire doesn't bring those hostages home. Um, this is a war, okay? Hamas initiated war. Make sure you hear that because it's so important. Hamas initiated war, and wars begin because an attack happens. This is how <laughs> almost every war in human history begins. <laughs> Somebody attacks somebody else, and then the other people respond, and they fight it out until there's a winner. You understand that? That's how wars work. So wars don't end in ceasefires. They never have, and they never will. We didn't enact a ceasefire in Germany while Hitler was gassing Jews. We attacked until he was dead and disabled. We didn't enact a ceasefire in Afghanistan after 9-11 on the heels of 3,000 Americans killed. Of course, Gen Z would say, well... (laughs) They had it coming. Uh, no, we didn't enact ceasefires in those wars because you don't bring a ceasefire to a war. Wars do not end in a ceasefire. Wars end with a surrender. The path to peace is for Hamas to say, we give up. We are outmatched. We are overpowered. And we don't have the strength left to fight. But they're not doing that, are they? No, they're letting their children, they're letting their women, they're letting their innocent civilians continue to be attacked, bombed, killed, um, collateral damage uh, they may be. But the fact of the matter is, is that Hamas could bring this to an end tomorrow by surrendering. And a ceasefire does not, and a ceasefire in, in, in Gaza right now gives permission, and this is important that you hear this, gives permission, in fact, encouragement for another October 7th attack in the future. We've got to know our facts. I've got to continue doing this content on this channel because um, it, it's like I'm, I, sometimes I feel like I'm losing, uh, fighting a losing battle, but it needs to be fought anyway because ideology matters. What we believe about freedom, what we believe about rights and, and human dignity and human flourishing and the, and the grand human experience, this matters. And again, historical context matters. Like when, we co- when it comes to this idea of freedom and oppression, who, who loves what, right? particularly in Israel or Palestine, as some people like to call it. Uh, historical context, right? Uh, the, the Ottoman Empire ruled tyrannically uh, from about the 1500s to the late, the, the early 1900s. It was the end of the First World War that brought their regime to an end. You understand that before the Ottoman Empire fell in Palestine, or what is now Israel, There was no freedom of speech. There was no freedom of assembly. There was no rights, right, to the humans who were living there. It was also a land that languished, underdeveloped, underpopulated for 500 plus years. Why? Because ideologies matter. What regimes, nations, kingdoms believe about the earth, about the God 
in heaven about the human condition? That matters. And Islam has shown wherever it goes, it destroys those things. It devalues those things. It brings people down into an enslaved context. Now, again, YouTube is going to flag this content because I'm sharing, sharing this stuff, and that's why I need you to help support the channel. But freedom of religion, speech, and assembly came through the British Empire after World War I. I know, I know we're trained to hate the British Empire now because after all, shame on them for being colonialists. But wherever they went, they brought common law, they brought freedoms, they brought Christian religion, yes. <laughs> I'm pro-Christian religion. The Christian religion has brought more good to the world than any movement in human history. Okay? After World War I, it wasn't just the British, by the way, it was the League of Nations that created a charter for the Jews to return home to Israel for a future home of their own. Okay? The land was destitute. A lot of it was swampland. It was a desert. I've seen the pictures. Okay? Nobody wanted to live there. The only reason why they want to live there now is because Israel has turned it into a flourishing nation with rich uh, natural resources that have been produced through, the human, uh, in, through human ingenuity to export around the world. Do you know how many things you enjoy on this little device because of Israel, the nation of Israel? SMS text came from Israel. Waze, the, the, uh, the MAPS program, came from Israel. And hundreds of other developments, scientifically, technologically, came from Israel. They are God's chosen people. I mean, they are still God's natural chosen people. Now, I am part of that movement because I am adopted, I am grafted into the vine through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, who is true Israel, and those benefits are mine by spiritual right in Jesus' name. Amen. But we cannot deny the root from which we came. They are the ones who brought us Christianity. Every book of the Bible was written by a Jew. Every first century, uh, first you know, 10 years evangelist was a Jew. And it's because of the Jews that the Gentiles get saved. And that's a fact. So you have to also remember, too, that in 1937, there was a proposed uh, two-state solution, and the Arabs, not the Jews, rejected it, even though in 1937, the Jews were only going to get about 20% of the land west of the Jordan River. And some of you don't know this, but the land that, that was originally Palestine was beyond the Jordan River. The Jordan River ran right across it. And what is now modern-day Jordan on the uh, east of the Jordan River, uh, that was eventually annexed away from Palestine. And then the partition plan in 1937 was given to the—20% was offered to the Jews. They said yes, because they were so desperate to get their fellow Jews out of Europe where the uh, anti-Semitic hostilities were increasing. They said, yes, give us only 20%. We'll take it. And the Arabs, not the Jews, rejected the partition plan. Then in 1947, the, the partition plan was 50-50, and the Arabs again rejected it. Historical context matters. The point is this. There was never, ever any interest on the part of the Arabs in Palestine to have a two-state solution, to live peacefully with the Jews, and to make sure that they could maintain some kind of you know, agreement on the land and who lives where. It's always been the Arabs who have fought against this. Always. Because the religion of Islam is their foundation, and they don't believe in freedoms and rights and human flourishing as we believe in it in this country. And to deny anything else is to live historically ignorant, and too many people are already doing that, and that's why I bring this content to you on the channel. Another large part of this whole process is cultural Marxism. Cultural Marxism. That's what's happening on TikTok because cultural Marxism does something. It interprets everything through the lens of oppressor and oppressed. This is the binary of cultural Marxism today, oppressor and oppressed. And the oppressor now is the person who has stuff, who has freedoms, who have rights, 
So just by having stuff and freedoms and rights, you are now the oppressor. America has stuff, freedom and rights. So they must be an oppressor. And in, in, uh, the, in the case of what's happening in Israel right now, Gaza, where they don't have rights because of the regime that they elected in 2006, the Hamas regime, they don't have stuff because the Hamas terrorists take their water pipes out of the ground and turn them into missiles. And they don't have uh, freedoms because it's dominated by Islam, they are now by nature just deemed to be oppressed. It doesn't matter how hateful they are. It doesn't matter what they believe. It doesn't matter how many Jews they want to wipe off the face of the earth. It doesn't matter that they want to absolutely eliminate the Jews from the land completely. No, they're oppressed because they don't have stuff, freedoms and rights. And we forget conveniently that what they did actually produced that kind of culture. And this is going to come home to roost in America much, much more and more and more. This is how you get the happy marriage between young and uh, historically ignorant Gen Z Americans and the murderous Islamic terrorist Os Osama bin Laden. Because this, ma this marriage happens through the courts of higher education. The kids are taught quasi-Marxist ideologies and American hatred is fomented. And Christians, read your Bible because you need to be aware of this. This is going to increase the closer we get to Jesus' return. I am starting to really believe, and people have thrown this out there before, that Islam is the religion of the Antichrist. It will be the dominant religion in the world when Jesus returns. Doesn't mean that Jesus can't stir up revival in other places of the world and save some, and he will. No matter what happens, Jesus is going to save people under the auspices of Islam or whatever government or totalitarian regime happens, okay? We don't have to worry. We don't have to fear. We just have to be aware of what's happening. Here's the other problem, though, and this is why the young Gen Zers are turning on America, because the Judeo-Christian ethic produces prosperity, and you don't have to look far for that evidence. Uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says, if you listen to the book of the law, if you meditate on a day and night, if you do what it says, you will be blessed, you will be prosperous, you will become what Gen Z will call you eventually, the oppressor, because you have stuff. But how did you get the stuff? Because you listened to God. As Psalm 1911 says, by the word, your servant is warned, and in keeping your word, there is great reward. So if you are obedient to God, there is a great reward to be received from God. And many of God's best men and women were wealthy because they were faithful to God. Abraham was wealthy, Isaac, Jacob, David, Solomon was exceedingly wealthy. In fact, his wealth became a problem for him later on in life. But in the New Testament, Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea, these were wealthy followers of Jesus Christ. Even James and John, when they were called to leave their boats and follow Jesus, they left multiple boats and the text says multiple servants in the boat with dad. You don't have multiple servants if you're not a well-off or at least an upper middle-class member of society. What I'm trying to tell you is that Christianity is not the religion of the poor, it's the religion of all people. And if you follow it culturally and individually, your culture and your individual life will prosper. Case in point, take a look at what happens to Isaac in the land really early on after God calls his father Abraham. The Bible says in Genesis 26, verse 12, Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in that same year a hundredfold. That is what you call God's blessing, okay? It says the Lord blessed him. And the, man in the, and, and the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants so that the Philistines envied him. <laughs> By the way, ironically, the word Palestinia, a case could be made, was that term was made, invented by the Romans to insult the Jews who lived there after the Roman revolt, uh, their Roman revolt in AD 70. And so the Philistines, okay, the ancient people who hated Israel are now the Palestinians. And that same animosity exists to this day. But the Philistines envied Isaac. Why? Because God blessed him. And why did God bless him? Because Isaac listened to God. Isaac followed the Lord. It all comes down to the Bible. 
It all comes back to the Bible. And amazingly, today's news is all about what happened so many, many thousand years ago in the Bible. Uh, cultural Marxism does this, though. It leverages victimhood for unaccountable atrocities. So yeah, bin Laden is now a hero, and Hamas terrorists are just people who refuse to turn the other cheek. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact, by the way, when Israel pulled out of Gaza in 2005, nobody really knows this, but they left a flourishing flower delivery business, and that business employed thousands of citizens. Guess what Hamas did to it? They burned it to the ground and then blamed the Israeli embargo for it. That's what Hamas does. They commit atrocities, blame their enemies, and then cry victim, which is music to the ears of the young woke skulls in America. And that's the news. And that's the show for those of you who are enjoying the free content. But we've got extra content available to you, but it's only available to you if you subscribe and choose the plan. So if you subscribe, choose the plan, you can head over to the premium content. Actually, it will be delivered to you in an email and you can watch the rest of the show. Otherwise, the deep dive is tomorrow night at 7.30. You'll get the whole show for free. Never, ever going to put any part of that behind the paywall. And neither are we going to put 10 questions with Tim behind the paywall. Check out gear and wear at timhatchlive.com. And again, like I said, join the community, patreon.com slash timhatchlive. When you support us, we support Project Rescue and the American Bible Society. Yes, 20% of what comes in here goes out. And we just made two more payments to both of those organizations because we want to be a river of God's blessing and not a reservoir. Other than that, guys, I would join some of you for the exclusive content on the channel, but I will see the rest of you tomorrow night, hopefully for the deep dive. God bless. <laughs>